Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Hey, I'm Michelle Martin. Good Wednesday morning. Asia-Pacific shares are mixed this morning as some markets are following the U.S. into the red, but not all. Tokyo is down nearly 1%. Seoul is off two-thirds of a percent, but the mood is better in Sydney, where the ASX 200 is in positive territory. Investors have a lot of corporate news to digest this morning, including plans by Intel to beef up its chip production. So I want to break all this down and joining me is Ryan Huang. Good Wednesday morning, Ryan. Morning, Michelle. All right, let's start. We've got a lot to get through. Let's start this morning with news from Intel, one of the world's largest chip makers, but a company that has struggled off late. Intel dominated the semiconductor sector for decades, but then began missing deadlines and falling behind its competitors. Intel hired a new CEO, Pat Gelsinger, in January, and his first public remark since then was a declaration that, quote, Intel is back. More than that, the company is doubling down on manufacturing. There are plans to invest billions in new plants. So fill us in. What is Gelsinger's plan to remake Intel once again as the world's foremost chip maker. Yeah, it's not just Intel that's back. Actually, Gelsinger is back because he was from Intel before and then went to VMware. Then he's now back at Intel. So he's now reviving the fortunes of Intel, at least trying to, with bold new plans. He is going to be spending $20 billion to build two new chip factories in Arizona. So this is just a start. He's going to commit to more, potentially down the road, more factories in the US and Europe and potentially elsewhere in the world to beef up the manufacturing side of Intel's business. And also what's worth noting is they want to go into the foundry business model, which is where they become a contract manufacturer for other um, contract or design makers as well. So right now in the semiconductor space, you have designers, many companies just focusing on design and giving the manufacturing responsibilities to someone else. So that includes the likes of Apple, Qualcomm. So they just focus focus on design and give the making or manufacturing side of the business to the likes of TSMC and Samsung. So Intel going into that space is a challenge to into TSMC and Samsung. So that is a big move by Intel. And that is uh, something that's making a lot of people sit up. Now, Intel's plans come amid a worldwide chip shortage that has been snarling industries from automobiles to electronics. So what do you make of Gelsinger's plans to double down on manufacturing? Some analysts thought Intel would shift to more outsourcing. Yeah, so that is an interesting departure from its recent strategy. Also bucking the trend amidst the chip-making giants. Uh, So in a sense, maybe it is trying to get more control of the supply chain. So it now can design and make its own chips and maybe diversify its revenues as well by making chips for other people. So that could be the thinking there. But it's also worth noting Intel has tried to go down this road before and they didn't manage to make it a success. And one of the reasons previously was because Intel's chips were so advanced and so niche that the factories that were designed to make them could not make other chips. So that was a big restriction in terms of uh, flexibility of its factories. But now it seems like they are able to equip those factories to be more flexible. So that is a turnaround or at least a change in the landscape for Intel. Uh, maybe now they have a better, better chance at success. 
Mm. Investors seem to be applauding the move. Intel shares are up 6.5% in after-hours trade. But what about Intel's competitors? How are shares of Taiwan Semiconductor and other chipmakers doing? Yeah, as expected, we are seeing a bit of pressure on those stocks. TSMC, after hours trading, the ADRs are down 3%. And Samsung in Kospi in the in Korean markets are down 0.6%. On the flip side, you do have a couple of semiconductor equipment makers getting a bit of a lift. So that's on expectations that Intel might be spending more on such equipment. So Nikon is up 13%. Laser Tech up 7.6% and Tokyo Electron is right now higher by over 4%. So that is having some ripple effects in the markets right now. Now here at home, investors are reacting to Capitaland's plans to privatize its development arm and separate it from the company's other businesses. Investors cheered the news yesterday. Capitaland shares jumped more than 13% yesterday. Some analysts have been upgrading their calls on the stock. So Ryan, will this deal unlock new value and why are investors excited about it? Oh, I see. I, I think that is the uh, consensus because you've now seen the stock price rise on the back of that news. So unlock value is the aim and it seems like that is likely to be the case because for quite a long time, Capital Land has been a huge giant in the property space. And that means it's got a bit of business in many sides of the real estate uh, industry. So you've got a development site where they buy land and then develop it after many years, they sell it. And you have the real estate investment management arm, also the lodging business. So by privatizing the development side, they are able to, in a way, avoid the discount that markets and investors give to developers because of the risk involved, the long time it takes to get a return from developers. So that typically sees developers having a discount to the book value of around 20 or 30%. But without the development business now in the equation, they can possibly get a higher valuation. So you do get, in that sense, an unlocking of value from the company. All right. Some analysts, though, uh, think Capital Land's plans are a great way to gain higher valuation from the market that's not been valuing developers that well. Capital Land, for example, has been trading at a discount to its book value for some time. So do you think we're going to see other developers follow Capital Land's lead and undertake restructurings of their own? The short answer is it's possible, but mm. it's unlikely. And you do have a couple of candidates that could be in the lineup and that is of course with that I guess incentive to avoid the developer discounts. So these includes the likes of Fraser's property, Capital Corporation, Maple Tree. So these could be in line for similar restructurings if what uh, Capital Land does actually does succeed in getting the new entity trading at a premium to its book value. So that when it does go to market, will be closely watched and could be a signal for other property developers to follow suit. But even though they could, it might not be the best time for these property developers to do so because um, the, the thing with Capital Land is it's huge. So being huge comes with its own advantages. It's got economies of scale. And when you try to break up your company or split it into two, you have to add on more costs. So you will have to deal with higher finance and costs in terms of um, having more people to deal with certain things, compliance, mm. accounting departments, and mm. everything that comes along with having a separate company. So that with Capital Land is not a big issue as much as what a smaller company might face because the 
incremental costs will be just much higher and may not work out to the same advantages or at least the same benefits as what Capital Land will get. And another name that's up in the air is CityDev. So they are also a possible candidate, but of course, they have their own set of issues to deal with, with Sincere Property Group. So that is probably on the near term and on the radar right now versus trying to work out a restructuring deal. So that is a candidate, but all things considered, not likely to happen, at least for now. All right, I want to zoom out, Ryan. He's Ryan Huang. I'm Michelle Martin. Welcome. This is Your Money, the show where I look at all things to do with, well, making your money work harder than you ever have to. I want to zoom out and take a look at broader markets. Now, it seems that most sectors fell overnight. Banks, tech shares, small caps, oil prices, they all took a tumble as shares largely gave back gains from the day before. So what is the story here? Are we looking at profit taking? Maybe a tug of war, as some analysts are saying, or is this a new inflection point for the markets. Yeah, let me take you through the markets recap. So you've got the Dow down 0.9%, S&P 500 down 0.8%, the tech-heavy Nasdaq down 1.1%. So all across the board, it was red. And where the investors go, they went to US bonds as well as the US dollar. So we saw the 10-year bond yields down 6 basis points. Now it's trading at 1.62%. And you have the US dollar higher by 0.7%, uh, now at 92.4 on the dollar index. So you are seeing some jitters in the markets, mm. investors taking profit, seeking safe havens. And that is possibly due to some concerns around rising COVID-19 cases in Europe. That has seen extended business lockdowns in some places. So that paints a picture where you might not get the global economic recovery coming back as soon as what they're hoping for. So of course, that has triple effects on demand for oil, demand for energy, demand for everything that the business activities uh, will attract. So all 11 sectors on the S&P 500, only three were in the green, and the biggest losers were materials and industrials. So the likes of Caterpillar were down over 3%. Some of the airline stocks were down over 6%. So it was really showing that maybe after a bit of a run-up, people were just taking profit. Even the Russell 2000 index of small cap companies fell more than 3.5%. Now it's time for one of our favourite segments on this show. It's called Up or Down. I name an asset or an item in the news. Ryan tells us whether he thinks it's moving up or down on pain of death. No, just kidding. Are you ready, Ryan? Let's go. AstraZeneca. I would say it's down for me because <laughs> they have been in the news for the wrong reasons. And the latest is apparently they have been accused of not including all the data, at least up-to-date data. They included outdated information in the latest trials and the latest um, concerns being raised by US regulators. I'd say down as well. Yes, on the back of those accusations, AstraZeneca facing accusations that it cherry-picked data for its report on the efficacy of the COVID-19 vaccine. AstraZeneca shares down 3.5% in after-hours trade. Next... GameStop. All right, GameStop, uh, the meme stock is down for me. And that is because it missed earnings expectations and also said it might be selling new shares to raise money for its e-commerce transformation. So it's seeing quite a bit of pressure on its stock price. Yeah, 
I'd say down as well. The retail video game seller has come up short on its earnings number. Not only that, it is also talking about selling shares to raise funds. GameStop shares dropped more than 12% on the news. Next, Microsoft. Microsoft will be an up for me and Mm. this is with it in discussions to buy this video game-focused chat platform, Discord, for more than $10 billion. Of course, this will have synergies with Xbox. So a big move, exciting move for Microsoft. Yeah, we talked about this yesterday, but perhaps, you know, in a line to make sense of the news for our investors, what do you think of ST Engineering? Okay, ST Engineering would be up for me because mm. it has been trying to acquire yeah. its um, smart city business and that is with the acquisition of this US company, transport and defense company, Cubic Corporation. So it's now the front runner to win this bid. It raised or rather offered $76 per share. That beats the earlier offer of $70 per share from a competitor. So that is now attracting quite a bit of, um, I guess, praise or at least compliments or positive comments coming through from analysts saying this is going to be a good deal if it does happen because it has synergies with Mm. its existing business and also is very much in line with its overall corporate strategy. So it's quite a positive deal if it does go through. Yes, analysts saying that uh, ST Engineering trying to acquire Cubic Corporations, that transport and defense New York listed company could give STE a leg up on its competitors to build smart cities. All right, let's look at OUE. OUE would be an up for me, mm-hmm. just slightly. So the latest is, is in the news for signing a share purchase agreement with Tokyo listed Itochu Corporation mm-hmm. to buy a 6% stake in OUE Lipo Healthcare. So this will raise the stake to around 70% in OUE Lipo Healthcare. So it's the latest move by OUE to really shore up the confidence um, behind OUE Lipo Healthcare. So I would say with a higher stake, it's going to be able to do more of OUB Lipo Healthcare to um, able to reset the healthcare unit for a better future by able by being able to tap on more opportunities and capital markets. Yeah, I'd say this is good news for OUELH holders, shareholders, as the offer price is more than two times higher than the stock's last closing price. All right, news that Singapore's core inflation rate turned to positive territory in February for the first time in over a year, and that gave a slight boost to Singapore's shares yesterday. The Straits Times Index closed up one-tenth of a percent at 31.31. So how's the blue chip index doing this morning, Ryan? Yeah, taking a quick look at the STI, we saw it break a two-day losing streak of that slight gain. And so far this morning, it's given up those gains. It's down 0.2% now at 3,126. So we were talking about capital land. And so we'll be taking a quick look at it right now. Opening minutes is down 1% at $3.71. Of course, it's worth noting it was one of the biggest gainers yesterday, up 13% at $3.75. And the banks were mixed yesterday. So you've got right now banks, DBS slightly in the green by 0.2%, UOB up 0.2% as well, OCBC up slightly by 0.1%. But looking at the STI, it's pretty much split across the center. So it's trading mixed right now. 
So try to find a bit of direction. All right. Well, thank you very much. He's Ryan Huang. I'm Michelle Martin. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.